What's going on everyone? Welcome back to Panels on Pages. My name is Dollyboard and today we're talking about the mass exodus of creators from the major three. Um, I put mass exodus in quotes because there's been a lot of this talk, right? A lot of people are like, oh, uh, Jonathan Hickman is leaving. He's going to he's going to Substack. Uh, I think they were talking about Scott Snyder was leaving, doing his own thing. He's leaving DC. Like all these major people are just they're just jumping ship. That means something. It actually, I think, means nothing. I think it just means that these people had other creative ideas. They want to exercise those ideas in the ways they wish and the on the platforms they wish it's not really that big a thing like take myself for example i love the x-men if i were to receive the opportunity to write the x-men even architect the x-men let's say a la jonathan hickman they were like hey we want you you have a year two years three however long for the next three years you can lay the groundwork and we will just We'll do what you what you want us to do. Like you know, we, you got to run it by editorial. Obviously, like there's decisions that like you can't you can't just kill off major X Men and shit. Or if you think back on Avengers Disassembled and and Bendis when he was like, hey, I need to kill some people off, and he was handed a list of people he could kill off. Even Bendis said, you'd be surprised who's on that list. So even if I was like, yeah, I want to kill off Cyclops and Jean and and Emma, like I want to kill off the entire leadership. They'd probably allow most of them. Let's be serious. Nonetheless, they're like, hey, for the next three years, you can just run the ship, direct the whole the whole process, however many you know books you need, whatever the hell you need, do it. Like, I would love that. But if they were like, hey, do it for 10, do it for 20. I don't know that I want to write just X-Men for 20 years, especially if that contract has put me in some sort of exclusivity deal. That limits the amount of time I can put into my own projects. I have other ideas. Don't get me wrong. I have lots of X-Men ideas, but I have other ideas. I have other concepts. I have other projects that I'd like to work on. So at some point, even me, the self-professed biggest X-Men fan, I'd leave too. I think especially for some of the older generation, there is a romanticism around the idea of the X-Men creator, the Justice League creator, like people who just like ran the shit for so long that like they're the person you associate with the work. Chris Claremont is obviously the one that comes to mind for X-Men. Times are different. There are different people with great ideas. Like if we just let Claremont write all through the 90s, he'd have gotten sick of it by 2000. And by the way, his plans were to kill off Wolverine. So, like, where the hell would we be now if we had just let Claremont run rampant, right? Because <laughs> he was going to age people up. He was going to kill people off. Like, X-Men Forever gave us an idea of where things would be. And, like, Wolverine would be dead dead. Not like dead might come back. Like, dead dead. Now, obviously, through various infinity stones and things like that, you could always bring someone back. But the point is, the landscape of the X-Men would be completely different if you just gave... Claremont another 10 years or 20 years like things would just be different I mean just look at when he came back and was it two like 99 it was 99 the revolution stuff things got weird right we got way weird costumes we got the, the whole he invented a whole new group of mutants they called the neo there was a whole there's just there was a lot right there was a lot there everything changes when you give someone the reins and say hey you run the ship right I mean look at the entire Krakoan era 
by far my favorite era, but it's different, right? It's markedly different from what was happening the previous kind of era and the era before that. Like everything is different. Right now, depending on how some of these lawsuits go, DC, Marvel, they own these characters and these stories. So if you wanna write an X-Men story, you gotta go to Marvel. You gotta say, hey, I'm going to Marvel, I'm gonna work my way up, or I'm gonna submit, 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 get rejected, get rejected, get rejected. And one day they're gonna give me a backup story and an X-Men Unlimited, blah, blah, bullshit. And one day I'll write the main X-Men book. And who knows, maybe you suck. Maybe you're great. But it's all up to them. Or you could say, I have an idea for a great story. I'ma just fucking make it. I'ma make it, I'ma put it out. I want physical copies and more of a traditional feel. We're gonna go Kickstarter. We're gonna make 22 page comics. I'm gonna make six of them. We're gonna collect it in a trade after that. It's all gonna be done through Kickstarter, straight to the consumer, straight to the fans and the people that who wanna read it. As the people who wanna read it, does it matter if it doesn't say Marvel on it? Like if I was not currently unemployed and kind of watching my bubble and watching my spending, I'd be 100,000% on board with the Three Worlds, Three Moons universe. Uh, I would be, I would have honestly, like if we're being really serious, if I had not lost my job, I would have been one of the founders. I would have been the fucking big pack with the fucking take all my money package because his Avengers run, fucking wonderfully orchestrated like really for me it's like the world building it's the fucking it's the chessboard man it's the chessboard that's where i'm into and when he like when i realized that was the same dude i was like oh like it makes sense why i love that avengers run because this shit was dope to me so this x-men thing chessboard it's all chessboard in this fucking thing so for me especially the presentation right he he's going around it with oh you're gonna be here from ground up when we come up with these characters and come up with these designs and plan out this universe and you can be part of the building of it that's my shit. you know what i mean like i am i am the process junkie so that's why i'm really interested in three worlds three moons it wasn't like an instant sell because it was like, oh, Hickman's doing a new thing, I'm gonna fucking go. I don't just like jump on board like that. I need a good sales pitch personally. But the whole reason I'm doing this episode, the whole reason I'm even talking about any of this is that people are taking this like, oh, these people are going off to do their own thing as some sort of like death rattle of the comics industry, like the majors are falling. No. Like, if, if this was the way people thought every time someone left a book, comics would have dissolved into nothingness 40 years ago. When Jack Kirby left Marvel, Marvel would have imploded. These big name writers, which I'm, which I'm really hesitant to call them that because like, are you buying X-Men for Jonathan Hickman? It's weird to me. I'll be honest with you, it's weird to me. Just like anybody says, I'm going to see this movie because Scorsese directed it. Right, but like, is the trailer good? Does it look interesting? Does the story look interesting? Like, I don't give a shit that Scorsese directed it. I don't give a shit that Dwayne Johnson's in it. I don't give a shit that, like, as much as I like Will Smith, I'm not, like, instantly sold on every Will Smith movie. Like, I need a good sales pitch. Like, I'm still kind of iffy on King Richard. Like, I think, conceptually, I think I understand why it's important. I just don't know that I care. But then on the other side of it, like it's a shit ton, it's, it's process. Like the whole movie feels like it's a movie about the process and that's my shit. So like from what I've seen, I'm not like 
jazzed about the like the presentation or his performance or anything. Like I'm not really like hyped because Will Smith is doing this movie, but like I'm interested because this movie is about process. The process to become a great tennis player, yes. Like I'm not gonna be a fucking tennis player, but it's the process. Like that's my shit. So like it I, I just don't understand like, oh, Jonathan Hickman's leaving, therefore Marvel's gonna fucking go out of business. Fuck it, like, what are you on if you think that any one company is, like, so heavily dependent on, like, one creator, one, like, one name, one brand of all things? Like, if the MCU somehow lost Spider-Man, right? If Sony somehow was like, fuck this contract, we're out, keep your shit, we're gonna keep our shit, don't touch Spider-Man no more. You think the MCU would fucking fall apart? No, because it was built up without Spider-Man. Spider-Man was just fucking seasoning on a wonderful meal of MCU. Like... Spider-Man did not, like, make the MCU, and if we lost him, he certainly wouldn't break it. Although, I will say, just because of, like, Disney's possessiveness, uh, they'll break Sony before they lose Spider-Man. That's just kind of the feeling I get. <laughs> I, I get a feeling there's going to be some knee-breaking going on, some dudes are going over places, guys are called. <laughs> you know, a, a phone is picked, like, a secret phone under a desk is picked up, and, uh, I'm calling the guy, the guy who's going to take care of the situation. You know, you know what I mean? <laughs> My point is, no company is like hyper-dependent on a few people. Anywhere. Like no company anywhere is hyper-dependent on just a few people. Like if for some reason, some weird fucking reason, every writer, every, every writer, artist, colorist, inker, letterer, and editor on X-Men, all the X-Men books, quit fucking tomorrow. Marvel will be like, hey, books are going to be delayed for about a month. New creative teams. They wouldn't tell us why. It wouldn't matter. New creative teams. That's it. Hey, here's, here's the, the, where it's been. Catch up. Catch up. I need an issue in three days. And hey, Marvel, I'm, I'm down for that. If you guys need someone, <laughs> I'm, I'm quick to I'm quick to catch up. I can follow a plot line. Call me. <laughs> X Men wouldn't dissolve into nothingness. Marvel wouldn't fall apart at the seams. Th these businesses aren't about one creator, even if it's a big name creator. If Jonathan Hickman leaves. A he can't take his ball with him because the ball was the plot. And he's already laid that groundwork, so people can just keep going with it. They may not go the same direction he would have, but people will go with it, right? We have Arako, we have Kurokoa, we have the whole thing with Ben Urich, which is upsetting me to no end. Because Ben Urich is an honest man, and he's going to ask a lot of fucking questions, and I need him to shut the fuck up for now. <laughs> just saying, for now, Ben, shut the fuck up. These things are already all in motion. Someone may resolve it differently. I, and I guarantee you, sometimes the decision isn't even up to the writer of what happens and how stories end. Because I've talked to the man directly and asked this question directly. Hey, Fabian, did you get to decide that Joseph was a clone or was that editorial? He said, I had nothing to do with the creation or death of that character. He said, I, I had nothing to do with the creation and development of that character. So Fabian was writing a story within the framework he was given. Hey, we need him to be a clone. Like, I'm guessing here at this point, but be, be, based on the information provided, 
Scott Lobdell created Joseph. Maybe he meant for it to be Magneto de-aged and amnesiac. Maybe it was always meant to be a clone. Who the fuck knows? All we know is when Fabian was writing in the 360s of Uncanny and the 60s? Yeah, 85, 85 and 365, I think. I think I'm right on that. 85 and 365 were Magneto War. When he was writing during that era, him and Joe Kelly, I think, was the writer on X-Men. They were said, they were told, framework, you got you got this field to play in, play. That that's it. Maybe they got to decide that Magneto got an island, or maybe all of that was editorial. You know what I'm saying? Like Sometimes, even the person writing the book doesn't get to make these decisions. So ultimately, Jonathan Hickman, Scott Snyder, all of these names, hell if all of them left tomorrow, all of the shit would continue. Period. Because ultimately, these are people doing a job. They're doing it with the parameters they're given. Sometimes they're given wider parameters. Sometimes they're given very, very narrow parameters. They will just then do the job they're given within the parameters they're given. The job doesn't disappear if the person doing it goes away. The job still needs to be done. So someone will be given that job and either given even more narrow parameters or wider parameters. Let's say, again, all the X-Men creative teams disappear tomorrow. Not disappear, but like leave. Let's say Marvel doesn't have like the fucking roadmap. Cool. They pick someone, say, and that it's they pick someone on an editorial will be like, all right, well, this is where it looks like it was going. Here's, here's the dots we need to connect. Billy, fucking right. Whoever the fuck, you know, Bill, intern Billy. He's there to learn. Well, Billy, today you're right, New Mutants. I'm just saying. None of this. Comic books as an industry are not dependent on a few big name creators. That is all, he says, very ironically, knowing this is a very long episode. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. I will see you in the next one.